Well, these last few weeks have proven hard for many of us here in this faith community. We work so hard to have things move in the direction that we need them to move in. We're always adjusting and shifting, nudging to get the most out of the days that we have left to us. And then sure enough, life continues to happen to us. We make our days full, I think, because we feel we must. And balancing the things that are so very important to us with those elements of life that simply have to be done, have to be moved through, is quite tricky. And so when this reading came to me for our time together, well, you know, Scripture sometimes has a way of catching us all by surprise, especially when we need it. I was reading through the Scriptures, and I began to think of all the people who were like me in Scripture, who try to do everything well, who lead busy lives, perhaps too busy for our own good. And I thought, surely, surely the Lord has something powerful to say to people like me, people who want the best, but have to grapple with getting the mix of the sacred and the mundane that form our days. How do we get that mix right? Now, Jesus continually shows himself to be a rabbi. He was a teacher to his followers. First and foremost, Jesus also had compassion and at the same time, real strength when it was needed. He could speak a hard word to somebody whom he felt needed it at the time. Jesus had this bond with his disciples that reintroduced them to the Father of all in the most engaging of ways. And at the same time, wove all this together with an invitation to join him in his ministry, in his mission. But we know that this didn't always work. Think about all those who simply refused and walked away from Jesus. Certainly the Sadducees, the Pharisees, scribes, the temple elite. They made choices, like we all do, to choose to value their own community beliefs over those values that Jesus proclaimed to them. See, it's one thing, we all know this, it's one thing to present a new vision of grace and peace and friendship with God. One expects that there will be some who will reject any message of goodwill. But I can't imagine the pain that Jesus felt when those whom he loved and whom he knew loved him simply thought they knew better than the Lord. This happened a number of times in Scripture. Remember Jesus telling Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Your thoughts are of men and not of God. That's the classic. And even those looking for a sign at Jesus' crucifixion, standing, looking up at him, they were taunting him, telling him to come down from that cross. People take their eye off of what is of ultimate importance. 
Think about how many precious moments we miss while our focus is on the things that, in hindsight, simply do not matter. Unrepeatable moments with family and friends that can slip away from us when we are not focused on the most important things that this gift of life has to offer. In every facet of our lives, distraction never builds us up. Distraction chops up relationships. A life unfocused on the important things, it doesn't give life. It makes us miss life's moments. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing because living a self-reflected life is how we keep a hold on ourselves, our souls, and our bodies. And so we have this story of Martha and Mary. Now, honestly, were I an employer, I would hire Martha, wouldn't you? I mean, the most important man of his age is lounging in your living room and we would want him to experience the best of what we had to offer, the best of hospitality, the best of our conversations. Who would want their guests to walk away at the end of the night snickering about how skimpy the hors d'oeuvres were or how the wine tasted a little like vinegar or maybe even the fish was slightly underdone? See, Martha is an amazing organizer. I mean, somebody like Elon Musk would love to have somebody like her on his team, right? If there were such a thing as the Mount of Olives Plaza Hotel, Martha would love to work in an environment like that, and her employers would do everything in their power to keep her. From almost any Near East and first century perspective, she was a winner, someone you could trust to get things prepared, to do them right, to do them well, and to come in under budget. Many of us here are Marthas. I can look out and I can see some of you. I would imagine that every one of us in our own ways are Marthas to some extent, dependable, upright, trustworthy to the extreme. Someone who knows what needs to be done and just simply will do it. But here is how the good of Martha can interfere with us. Here is how the Martha and Peter earns the wrath of Jesus. Here is the way that Martha is put together can turn against her because she's so busy doing the expected thing, the proper thing, the correct thing. It's possible to let loose of the godly thing, to let that slip through. What priest or parishioner has not left the house mentally unprepared for worship because of life? 
The kids couldn't get themselves dressed. The neighbors wouldn't leave soon enough. The phone with distressing news happens right before you leave the door and you wind up here, disheveled, distressed, with the peace that passes all understanding, maybe only coming to rest upon us at the Eucharist. That's quite possible to kind of come to yourself and all of a sudden it's the Gloria, to come to yourself and it's past the sermon. There's no condemnation in any of this. It is merely an element of the reflected life to point to it. Certainly the Lord is not scolding in His words. His words are gentle and deep as Jesus adjusts expectations, realigns what's right, and regulates what is expected so that true worship and peace can abound in our lives. The invitation is to simply stay focused on the one true thing, as hard as that is, to continually come back to the one true thing when we notice that maybe we're veering just a little off. This is the invitation, and the offering is as soon as we can do that, and as often as we can come back on track, there we will find the peace that we seek. There we will be able to move forward and reach out a hand to those in need in the best possible of ways, offering everything to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The reflected life is simply a life spent ever trying to walk a little closer with Thee. We all have strategies to do this. Walk just a little closer with Thee. Amen. Standing as you are able, And turning to page four in your service booklet, let us say together the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. 
We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.